calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of great radio, we ran into a couple L.A. radio legends, Kevin and Bean from K-Rock. I don't know who you mean. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! Okay, uh, where do you see yourself in the future? Future, okay. So for real, I give this actually like a lot of thought. It's like there's no government, there's no laws. I'm the head of like this roving murder gang kind of thing, but my best friend is a robot. Think about it. Why? People don't ask that question. But why was there the Civil War? Why could why could that one not have been worked out? Mike Shinoda, thank you so much for coming in, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. How about we say it at the same time? One, two... Will you poop on me? And now... If you enjoy this f***ing job, you're not doing it properly. Our feature presentation. Amen, Michael Caine, and welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time, it's for Tuesday, the 12th of February. What's up, kids? What's up, Bean? Hi. Heard a bunch of uh, radio commercials this morning on KNX for the upcoming Valentine's Day. Oh, buy flowers. Oh, it's time to get jewelry. Oh, delicious chocolates. Was that the commercial? That would be man. Still pretty mad, huh? Multiple commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you type in Valentine's Day is to your Google search, not only with, will a lie come up, but so will a corporate scam. I'm telling you, you, you guys are all being rooked. Well, the people who use the internet are clearly people who have significant others. So that makes You're, sense. I'm just telling you, you're all being taken for a ride. I bought my gift yesterday. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What is so, it? Can't tell you because then it'll be on the uh, the airwaves and someone will tell her and then it's a ruined surprise. Well, we don't know who it's for. <laughs> <laughs> Could be for your girlfriend. That's true. We don't know. So you're uh, so you're buying into it, man. You're just blindly marching behind well, whoever says come this way. Technically not blindly, but well. yes, I I have one hundred percent. I I buy into Valentine's Day. You buy into Valentine's. I think Day. it is a nice way to show the person you love that you care. Absolutely. I would have liked to. I would have liked to have thought that the younger generation, and I I uh, graciously include you in Thank that. Thank you. Would um, my would gray have, facial hair? Thanks you. <laughs> would have been uh, would have been smarter. Would have been able to throw off the shackles. No, I of feel my generation's uh, Valentine's Day myth. No, it's it's a nice. It's not. There's not. I don't think we're doing anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a and day to celebrate. Bean, I know you probably don't remember, but ask Donna if your first year as a married couple, if you bought something for Valentine's Day. I guarantee you did. I think you got cynical over time. It's very possible. Because I've also turned on Groundhog Day, too, and I used to love Groundhog Day. Oh, you well, bought everyone, too. Yeah. Everyone hates that. Always so bought gifts you, for Groundhog Are you Day. not buying a gift for her? No. Because it because it's February 14th on the calendar? No. Okay. Certainly not. But what about, like, do you feel that way about other holidays? Like uh, a Christmas or a... 
Nope. I'm totally fine to buy Christmas presents and birthday presents. But that's because you were told. Because they're mutual. That's why. Oh, because they get... But, I mean... Because gifts go both ways. My wife's... That's why. Sorry. It's magnanimous. My wife is going to get me a Valentine's Day gift. Oh, is she? Yeah. Is that where this stems from, that you didn't get a gift back, so now you hate it? No, it's not just that I didn't get a gift back. It's that it's fallen going. It's that it pretends to be a couple's holiday, and it's not. That's that's my... That's plus specific and individual. Well, I I don't have any memory of anything happening like that. But that is part A, and part B... Is that it's just a date on the calendar, and you're uh, you're not doing it right if it's a once a year expression of how you feel about if, your partner. If Valentine's Day truly is the only day that your <laughs> loved one expresses that they love you, you're in a horrible relationship. That's what this I'm is saying. Just, well, no, that but is not what happens on Valentine's ex- Day. But they're not exclusive. You, you, you can't. It's, you don't have to only celebrate on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like you, you can do both. You can celebrate every day and also have a Valentine's Day. Absolutely, but but you make it seem like people don't even say "I love you" or say "Hey, thank you so much. I really honor you." Any other day but Valentine's I Day. I guess what I'm saying is, I feel like most people this week will get a gift mm-hmm. because it's February 14th. Yes, that's why, and that's okay, and that's what bugs me. That's what bugs me. because the man is telling him back. it's time. He didn't get a gift back. Yeah. We have this comes we've down. figured it all out. This is a teenage wow. sort of middle school thing. So mad. He showed up to work all mm-hmm. cute little bean yep. in his little suit, like yep. young Sheldon. Probably little, had little bow tie. Yeah, little hearts on his bow tie. Holding a small gift that's wrapped. And he yep. says, excuse me, I got you a Valentine's Day gift. And then she takes it. And she goes, thanks. And then turns yeah. around. And right. then forever, like a super, he- like, like a super villain. Yeah. Forever with an origin. Yeah. He will remember the moment right. he didn't get a gift back. It was raining. He was with his parents. Mm-hmm. They were and murdered. Then, as soon as and as soon as she said, <laughs> as soon as she said uh, thank you, and and realized there's no gift back, lightning and thunder yes. behind yes. him. Yes, and then uh, him in a grave, uh, looking yes. up, going, "Why?" Oh, and then I his butler had to totally console him. <laughs> I have seen this movie. Yeah. I don't think she said thank you, by the way. I think she said either who are you. <laughs> or just leave it there. Or beat it, kid. I think what those were the two the two opportunities. I don't know. Chip, where are you on Valentine's Day? You've been pretty quiet on this. Well, you need to have a Valentine first. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Big You're, part. Doesn't yeah, apply. But I'm the same way with Allie. Like, it's fine. I don't, I'm not really super into it. But if they want to celebrate it, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, have a villain, I don't have a villain backstory. Right. No, no. <laughs> none of us do, except Bean. Right. I'm telling you, Bean, you talk about not getting a gift back. I'm telling you right now, ladies, easiest gift ever. Just make a little, like a little coupon card, like handy on a Tuesday. Okay, but that, again, that's... That's you something know. that should be going on anyway. That's not, that doesn't count a as a Thursday. gift. That doesn't count you as know? a gift. Yeah, look. trust me, the way I do it, it is a gift. <laughs> a gift. And you you will look forward to handing in that coupon. For the record, right. Bean goes, that's not a gift. The origin <laughs> right, forever. Right, we found it. Yeah, we know exactly it's what so it is. Sad. He needs All a right, gift. Sheeple. All right, sheeple. <laughs> you guys are happy with that. To be under, under the thumb of big government. I get it. Mm. Hey, um... Pretty big show today. Let's talk about it. We're not joking here, and your humor is not acceptable. Okay. There's a a real estate listing in the uh, great state of, is it uh, Pennsylvania? Is that where it is, Mm -hmm. Allie? And people are furious that this house is even being offered for sale. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard a story like that before. 
So we will discuss. Also, animal stories on the program today. Got some really good news in the animal stories, and then some that didn't work out as well as you might hope. Um, yesterday, <laughs> my my friend uh, Russ Leatherman, aka uh, Mr. Uh, movie Phone, aka the Movie Man, aka Six Second Reviews. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being furious, maybe yeah. I'm just extra mad this week. You too, really right? are, because you got really mad about this, which is insane. And he was trying to, like, rope us in. Yep. You guys, you see what Russ wrote? <laughs> oh, so mad. Insane. We're like, it's, I don't think it's a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing, because he was disparaging walnuts on social media yesterday. Yeah. And walnuts are one of the five greatest no. nuts. No, no not, not even not Absolutely 100%. No. Not up for debate. They and taste I, like hot dirt. <laughs> and I, I will not allow... I, well, first of all, I won't allow it. And second of all, if he if he does not apologize, that I'm cutting him out of my life. That I can't be friends with somebody who thinks walnuts are one of the worst well, nuts. I'm sorry. We all wrote down our top five nuts, and uh, you're you're going to have to be cutting a lot of people out of your yeah. lives from what I understand. Am I going to be living on a lonely island? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you with, uh, hoping someone gets you a gift, yes. Maybe um, he got her walnuts. <laughs> oh, Allie, I got what's you the walnuts. It's me, what's, young Sheldon. What's the elevator pitch on the on the uh, the stunning new Dina Lohan um, um, story that just came out? Well, apparently, she's been in a relationship with a man for five years that she's never met. She's um, convinced she's going to marry this man. They talk oh. every single day. She's never met him, and they've never even FaceTimed. I need to know if other people are in this situation and why they're so dumb. That sounds like a catfishing, uh, catfishing situation because 100%. somebody knows Dina Lohan has money. 100%. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Five years, though, is a Five long time years. to go keep that uh, scam going. Well, he lives really far, so that... Oh, Australia? Is he down uh, in Australia, uh, New San, Zealand? Or? San Francisco. Oh, she yeah. probably can't make it there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Five, five years. Right? Also, <laughs> also oh, the very so charming Naked Magicians are going to be on the program today. Speaking and I, of nuts. And I know that the plan was to have them keep their clothes on, Allie, but I was watching some videos of them, uh, some of their me- uh, uh, media yesterday. You may want to ask them to take their shirts off. Okay. I don't think you'd hate it. All right. And they do magic without having the ability to, you know, to uh, hide car- you know, cards in their sleeves, for instance. Oh. I think they. I think what they say is good magicians don't need shirts, great magicians don't need pants. So the naked magicians oh, well, are going to tell us that for years. all about what they're doing at the MGM. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And finally, we saved the best for last. How about this? Super director Robert Rodriguez on hey, the program wow. today. He is a uh, legit star and uh, very, very talented. And he is the man behind, along with James Cameron, the new Alita Battle Angel opening everywhere on Valentine's Day, which looks fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So Robert Rodriguez on the program in the 7 o'clock hour as well. We'll take a quick break. Allie's got What's Happening when we return right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie, what's happening on this Tuesday morning? Well, what's happening is uh, the ratings for Sunday Night's Grammy Awards up from last year. Mm-hmm. Not by a bunch, but... Up from last year, which is a big deal. 19.9 million viewers. That's, uh, a, lot of, that's a lot of people. That's a lot for of people. For any TV event on Absolutely. broadcast TV. Good. Yeah. Up slightly from last year's 19.8 million viewers, but up nonetheless, you guys. That's very rare year to year in any kind of broadcast TV these days. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think this story is adorable. So Pink was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album for Beautiful Trauma, but she lost to Ariana Grande's Sweetener. However, she posted on Instagram a photo of her kids, Willow, who's seven, and Jameson, that's two, holding a tinfoil Grammy. They made a little tinfoil award for their mommy because she lost. Aww. 
That's sweet. I mean, it's not Aww. a Grammy, though. It's not a Grammy, Jensen. You're right. It's a fake one. Kids are stupid. We're not saying kids are stupid. I'm saying once you have kids, Jensen, like I do, you'll see the beauty in that. It's adorable. No? I no mean, one, no uh, one's with me. Makes me cry, too. Makes me cry, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real snowflake participation trophy, but sure. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this tune is this tune's going to change. Nope. I think Jensen's going to hold firm, and he's going right. to raise his kid tough. Okay. Yeah. All right. A lot of a uh, lot of stuff happening, Grammy related, like when BET posts on their social medias after Cardi B becomes the first solo female rapper to win a Grammy for a rap album. A picture of her with this. Meanwhile, Nicki Minaj is being dragged by her lace front. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I mean, what? What? What are they you? They are trying doing? to pit them against each other. Yeah, that's, that's what the thing, man. You, two two female rappers can't be hot at the same time. Well. Congratulations, BET, because yesterday, Nicki Minaj announced that she and her label, Young Money, would not be part of the BET experience later this summer. A concert series that she and Cardi B were booked to co-headline just days before the BET Awards in June. Big loss because you're losing Nicki Minaj, and that also means that Lil Wayne will pull out of the concert. It's the so headliners. Probably your headliners, yeah. Yeah. Damn, son, where'd you find this? That is not a good situation for BET, who quickly realized, oh, we screwed up so big. Did an intern get fired for posting that? Well, they said, unfortunately, the respect we have for Nikki was violated by this post and should never have been written. The post does not reflect how we feel about Nikki and further does not reflect our company values. Can I just say what a dumb thing that was to post. Yeah. So, so dumb as yeah. if as if Nicki Minaj has anything to do with Cardi B winning a Grammy. Yeah. It's it's so bad all around. Well, yeah. not to play devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. but I can a little. Nicki Minaj has over the years made it a little bit her versus other female rappers. Mm-hmm. Like she sort of always put herself above them. She's kind of called well, she's them. a queen, she says. Yeah. yeah, and she's yeah, she's had small tiffs with little Kim. She's had mm-hmm. small tiffs early with Cardi B. Um and I, I'm not saying that that requires this tweet to be sent because this is very stupid. But Nicki Minaj has set up a competitive nature around her and uh someone like Cardi B did not. Was just like let everyone win. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, live on women. Live on. They, that's always the thing, though. White rappers as well. Like, they're just pitted against each other. So it brings out really great ciphers. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that sounded so natural. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is just bad all around. But And we also have to stop saying uh, what intern sent that. Because a company like BET has a social media team. Yeah. That's not yeah, an interesting thing. So, so do we. And how's, that, our, how's our social media going? But we don't, uh, yeah, we don't have a company working for us. Right. I'm True. saying this is this is someone high up that posted that that's an imbecile. Yeah. Bad situation. So, I mean, we'll just see how this all plays out when BET is like, please come back. Yeah, you have to be. We need you so, so much. Yeah, good luck booking someone now. Yeah, not a good situation. Hey, you guys missed the show Crank Yankers? Not at all. Originally on Comedy Central from 2002 to 2005. I'm not a uh, prank phone call guy. Briefly brought back in 2007 on MTV2. Well, if you're like Bean and you miss it, you're going to be happy that it's back. Yeah. Comedy Central (laughs) is bringing back Crank Yankers. 
They've ordered a 20-episode revival of the prank series. The show will now feature puppets pranking people on phones, social media, e-sport platforms, and other platforms. It's a trap! Original series co-creator Jimmy Kimmel will execute produce this new version. It's the first project under his newly formed Kimmelot production banner. Oh, wow. Uh, what happened to Jackal, Jackal Production? Jackal, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Kimmelot Production. Okay. We got to talk to him. Fellow co-creator Adam Carolla also involved as well. I don't think Jimmy gets enough credit for introducing the word jackhole to mm-hmm. the English language, by the way. He didn't, created that word. Didn't the dictionary reach out to you guys to get, like, the exact time that he yep, said it? Yep, they wanted to find out when it, how it started, yes, because yeah. it's under consideration to be put in the dictionary. Yeah. Can I tell you a rumor that I've heard that I don't know if it's true or not? Mm-hmm. Sure. I've heard D- Daniel Kellison, who is a production partner of Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel. I don't know if you guys do you know him. Sure, of course, yeah. yeah also course. involved to produce the show. There you go. Makes yeah. sense. He was mm-hmm. involved in the early uh, Crank Anchors days. Mm-hmm. I heard he's the guy who goes, uh, like the jackhole noise. <laughs> In the logo, uh-huh. and I heard that he gets paid like tens of thousands of dollars every a year because it. it gets used every time on the Kimmel show. But it's oh, just wow. just a rumor, though. I don't know if that's that true. would be incredible. And I love Daniel. I don't know if it's true, though. I should find out. We need I to mean, get to the bottom of that because that's amazing. It's just the, the donkey sound. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get paid if you're in SAG after. You get paid if something gets aired on TV. Like that. Uh, whose production company is it that it has the card at the end that goes, "Not a doctor." That guy probably gets paid, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. What about the Sit Ubu Sit? Yeah. Sit Ubu Sit would be a big one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I, I, I guess when you did it originally, like yeah. for Crank Anchors or Man Show or any of those things, you don't think it's going to be on every day. Yeah. On network television. Yeah. I love that. That anyway. would be amazing if that's paying for like generations and generations to come. This will of, get back to Daniel and he'll let me of know. Of the Kellison family. I'm a lawyer. Right? Another one. Too. Yeah, it's a good, good one. Lord. All right, guys, some birthdays for you. We've got Josh Brolin. We've got Darren Aronofsky, Gucci Mane, Mike Posner, which doobie do you be? Michael McDonald, mother effers. Right? <laughs> Remember from what's happening when Raj calls the hotel and then he gets the. All right. Nope. Okay. It's one of my favorite shows. And happy birthday to Arsenio Hall. All right. Hey, great to see you again. Welcome back, man. It's a pleasure, man. Y'all keep rocking, okay? Thank you. Our city hall, folks. The people love him. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I heard a guy on the radio say that. I mean, maybe they will again with Coming to America, too. Yeah. True. And I'll have that story coming up. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Allie. Bean. You're uh, cruising the real estate listings the other day, and you come across something you think you might want to buy. Indeed. I I don't know about you guys, but do you often look at, like, Zillow and Redfin, those type of All listings? All the time. I love it. Me, too. I'm a complete voyeur when it comes to other people's houses. <laughs> if you get invited to someone's house for dinner, do you Zillow it? Yes. See how much they paid for it? Absolutely. Well, I walk around my neighborhood, you know, with Linus, and anytime a house goes up for sale, Donna and I write down the address. We can't wait to get home and look it up and see what it looks like on the inside. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, here's the thing. There is one house in particular that has been viewed more than 500,000 times on Redfin. And when I tell you that's a lot of views and it just went up 
on Wednesday of last week. Jeez. Okay. 500,000 views. Let me just explain this house for you. It's in a quiet Philadelphia suburb, 5,000 square foot colonial, gourmet kitchen, five bedrooms, hardwood floors, great school district. It's $750,000. It's a home oh in God. Maple Glen. What Comes a deal. Fully furnished, you guys. Wow. And it's fully furnished with a large finished basement, including whips, chains, bondage equipment, and a swing. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Wait, Whips. Hold on. Back up. Chains, bondage equipment, and a swing. All but, in the basement. <laughs> but you said it's in a great school district? I mean, yes. Oh. Yes. Exactly. Uh, by the way, that house in L.A., what's that cost? Oh. $3 million? $3 million at least. Yeah. So the listing agent, uh, Melissa Leonard, says it's what I call a private adult playground or sexual oasis. They're calling it Fifty Shades of Maple Glen. (laughs) But neighbors are not happy about this, you guys. As you can imagine, finding out that someone lives in your neighborhood that enjoys sex is very disturbing to neighbors. This is America, Allie. We pretend that nobody (laughs) ever has sex ever. Well, here's one of my favorites. Um, This was on a local affiliate in Philly. A guy named Barry Katz, who's one of the neighbors, said, It's not for us. Take it downtown. Take it to Los Angeles or Hollywood or wherever. Just not here. What what possible difference can it make what your neighbors are doing as consenting adults in their basement? Amen. Next to your house. What possible difference can it make? It's pretty insane. You wouldn't even know it existed Mm -mm. unless they put it in the real estate ad. That's right. And that's the whole point of a lot of the neighbors that are like, why did you have to put that in there? You could have sold this house anyway. So Melissa Leonard, um, the real estate agent, was doing an interview with Slate. Mm -hmm. And she was approached by a really mad neighbor. And he's like, you got to take it down. We're very upset about the whole thing. Take it off the Internet. It's disgusting. We don't want that. And she said, if the owner wants those photos, that's his choice. And he said, look at all these people. They're driving here to see the sex house. And the woman was like, no, it's just because every single live TV truck is in the neighborhood because this is somehow a story now. It's insane. And you may be wondering, okay, well, 500,000 views on Redfin, does that mean anyone's actually interested in the house or if they're just looky-loos? She said she had 38 showings scheduled through Wednesday, and she's not concerned that people are going to be not wanting the house because of the bonus dungeon dungeon if you will because i don't know you can change it you don't have to keep it like that you can yeah, easily you, you can easily you, turn that into a nursery amen exactly when you buy a house that's <laughs> furnished right you keep what you want and you get rid of the rest exactly yeah. and a lot of people are wondering why they're keeping it like that like a lot of places are staged differently why not stage it yeah differently um he rents out the house on airbnb for up to two thousand dollars a night so <laughs> yeah he wanted to keep the uh the accoutrements uh in the house because a lot of people were renting it well that's for more that. annoying to me i don't want my neighbors airbnb all the yeah. time amen amen <laughs> but um the part of this article that i really kind of latched onto was this i'm sorry for laughing but the owner lost his wife last year And then renovated the basement with this new girlfriend. Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't know that. Very dark turn. Wow, has his life changed? Or is that how how she died? (laughs) Even creepier. He and his children 
one in high school, one in college, live there part-time. Sorry, mommy's dead. Here's my new girlfriend. She's going to be tied up in the basement. What? <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, um, animal stories. Hit it, Steve. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. We got some uh, good news and some bad news, you guys, with animal stories today. A little something for everybody. I want to start with the London Zoo. I don't know if you guys saw this story, but they have a uh, very successful breeding program there for a number of species, including the Sumatran tigers. They had a 10-year-old female there named Maladi, who they felt it was time to introduce to a new bow. So they brought in Asim, a 7-year-old tiger. And they were, the plan was to mate them. The plan was that this was going to, you know, there are fewer than uh, 600 of these Sumatran tigers in the wild. So they figured, hey, if we can make one in a zoo, good news, right? Yeah. yeah. So they did uh, everything right. They hoped that a scene would be a perfect mate for their beautiful Melody. The two tigers were held in the adjoining enclosures before being in the same space so they could see and smell and react to each other. And last Friday, they introduced the two young lovers. And um, there had been some chuffing sounds, which is a happy sound they make to let they, you know, let each other know that they're down. And they were very interested in each other already. And then something went horribly wrong as the CM attacked and killed Melody. What? Which is the opposite of what they were trying to do. Melody Dottie, it seemed out like the potty. I don't know what that means, but it seems apropos of this story. Um, Asim was uh, coaxed into a separate enclosure. Uh, they used flares, alarms, and other loud noises to distract them, and then were able to wrangle the boy into a separate enclosure, but it was too late. Melody had already died. What a dick. So you think, totally a dick move, yeah. yeah. So you think that you're putting these tigers together to make more tigers, you end up with fewer tigers than you started with. Yeah, talk about negging. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine how horrified they were at the zoo, and I'm not making light of this because I know how, how deeply they care for the animals that they have at the zoo. I mean, this is something they were really excited about having. And what made something like that happen? Like, why, what, why would the boy tiger not go, score? Yeah. You know? Just why I guess we'll never know the answer to that one, but uh, sad story. Yeah. Right. In a terrorist situation. <laughs> Authorities say a suburban Minneapolis resident reported a strange intruder in her basement. It was a horse. Oh, wait. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it was a horse in her basement, you guys. Invergrove Heights police arrived at the woman's home late Friday night to find a pale colored horse walking through various rooms as officers watched through windows from the outside. Police Sergeant Adam Wiedehoff says the investigation is ongoing. And here's a great sentence. It isn't clear how the horse got into the house. What? <laughs> how is yeah. that possible? 
possible. The animal's owner came by to remove it. A message on the police department's Facebook page read that no horses or officers were hurt in the incident and the horse was safely returned to the corral. But the, the, mystery, thing, the mystery lives on. It does. The only thing I was thinking that doesn't make any sense, but I'm just grasping at straws here, is, you know, they've had terribly cold weather in Minneapolis lately. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if maybe somebody said, hey, that horse shouldn't be outside. Let's put it someplace inside where it has a better chance of not being cold. I don't know. But do you think the owner would have done something like that? You know, it wouldn't yeah. be in a neighbor's house. And yeah, I don't think anyone in Minnesota right now is leaving their doors, doors wide. Open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Very weird huh. story. Uh, police in Nashville used an oatmeal cream pie to lure a loose chicken that had led officers on a wild chase through the city's downtown. Witness Phil Breedlove captured video of the chicken blocking traffic on Thursday morning, being chased through a busy intersection. That must have been scary for a while when you have a chicken out there in traffic, right? Police say Officer Frank Campbell was eventually able to capture the fugitive fowl by luring it with a Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie. Mm -hmm. Metro Animal Control is taking care of the chicken until it can be turned over to an animal rescue group. There is no word as to why the chicken was crossing the road. Oh. Well, that's a great Little Debbie ad now, right? (laughs) Absolutely. That is also a way to get me out of my house. Like, I love Little Debbie yeah. cakes. Yeah. A, a large alligator trapped a woman inside her Orlando home for hours Thursday afternoon. You know, we've all been inconvenienced by somebody uh, parking behind us in a lot, and then we got to wait until they come out or get them towed or something like that. Imagine if you're Victoria McAllister and you're trying to leave your home, but there's a nine-foot alligator camping out against your garage door. WESH-TV Chopper 2 arrived just seconds before the trapper hired by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Committee shot the gator. Ah. They said the animal was extremely aggressive, making a capture too difficult or too uh, dangerous, and the animal was hauled away. McAllister said it was a frightening few hours. The trapper told McAllister the gator likely came from a retention pond across the street. She says it's not the first time an alligator has shown up in her yard, but it was certainly one of the biggest. I have not encountered this in Louisiana yet. There are over 2 million alligators in my state, but so far none of them have turned up in my front yard. Uh, finally, on uh, this edition of Kevin and Bean's Animal Stories, please tell me you saw the photograph that was going around about Fluffy the cat. No. I don't think so. My, my Google alert has failed me for, for cat. <laughs> Kalispell, Montana is where we go. Listen to this. Be the most fascinating story of the day. Maybe the week. A cat in Montana survives being left in freezing temperatures and comes back to life. This cat looked like... How do you even describe it? I mean, it looked like it had been frozen yeah. solid oh. in the snow. Now I remember the pictures. It looked like little uh, snowball. Yes. Yeah. And it was clearly dead, right? right? I mean, when you saw that cat, you thought this poor cat just got caught outside in a storm, couldn't get away, and froze to death. I well, didn't even click on the story because I'm like, that cat's gone. That cat's gone, right? Yeah. So, but somebody found Fluffy in the snow and turned her into a vet. This is the cat. Look at this. Found oh. Essentially frozen to death. The owner took her to the vet's office after finding her in a snowbank. The temperature was 10 degrees outside. (gasps) Doctors then used warm water to slowly defrost the cat and bring her temperature up. The cat's name is Fluffy. Not frozy, fluffy. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. The cat's name is Fluffy, not Frozy. Fluffy. He's back better the second time. Do you think he would like to take that back? No, no. he loved it. The owner said, Fluffy, 
Fluffy used to be an outdoor cat, but uh, not anymore. It is a uh, remarkable story, by the way. Yeah, incredible. I, there must be some sort of, I don't know, like when animals hibernate, they go into some sort of state, you know, where they, they're... Like Florida. No, oh, no, no, he like means wow. like okay. a, a bliss, like a oh, got it, survival yeah, mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where your heartbeat slows way mm-hmm. down, and you just you know you basically don't need anything mm-hmm. to to kind of just sleep it off or something like that. But it's right. a that's a miracle. So I'm sorry to start with the tiger getting killed, but at least we end on a positive note with Fluffy being fine. Please, Frozy, Frozy, sorry, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories. <laughs> Animal stories to cure your blues. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Very excited about Alita Battle Angel in theaters everywhere here in America on Thursday. Already a sensation in the UK. The director of that film is Robert Rodriguez, who is on the phone long time. Mr. Rodriguez, how you doing? Doing well. Doing good. Good. Good to talk to you. Well, uh, we've been talking about, as we've been waiting for you to get on the line here, that Alita Battle Angel is in theaters everywhere this Thursday. Is this a perfect Valentine's Day movie? It is. Absolutely. Take your significant other. You can take your family. It's, you know, Jim Cameron wrote it. It's, it's for all audiences all over the world. It's a big movie. Yeah, I always want my family to be there for Valentine's Day, so <laughs> that sounds good. If you don't um, have a Valentine, take your film. <laughs> there you go. Tell me about this uh, camera connection, because I think, uh, A, people are surprised now to find out that you guys have been friends for 25 years, but B, the plan all along was for him to kind of get this project started and then hand it off to you. Is that my understanding? No, no, no. The plan all along was for him to direct it. He, he wrote this for himself to direct. He got the rights back in 1999. I've known him since before Desperado. Wow, we go wow. way back. We started very similar. You know, he started with scrappy, do-it-yourself, do-every-job type filmmaking. He's from the Roger Corman school of, you know, Terminator and things like that. He just made such big movies, you forget he started very hands-on. But we always got along for those reasons. And I, I shot the first digital 3D movie with his cameras. He started doing Steadicam after I started doing Steadicam. And then we always just uh, liked the methodology that we used. It was very outside of Hollywood. But he was going to do this... Um, in 2005 before Avatar and hadn't quite cracked the script yet. The script was ready on Avatar first, so he went off to shoot Avatar. So just as a fan, I was always asking him about it because I was wondering when he would make, you know, Alita Battle Angel. And it wasn't until about three or four years ago that he said, I don't think I'll ever get a chance, you know, to make it. But if you want to read what I did, go ahead and check it out. And I read it and just loved it. I thought it was so universal, so relatable, much bigger themes than the genre it was in super entertaining and I I, uh, I worked on the script and ended it back and he liked what I did with it and, and get mommy directed so um, getting to learn from him has just been the best you know ever I love that 13 years ago he's like I don't have time I'm doing Avatar and then he's like again I don't have time I'm doing an Avatar <laughs> now because <laughs> yeah. well, he's doing 40 of them I mean I, what's the deal he's doing like yeah 40 or 50 of them I mean when you create your own ecosystem and planetary system and world and race it's, it's, you might as well just make movies there why, why make movies on Earth anymore yeah it, t- it takes six months to come up with just your own language <laughs> uh, Robert like I knew Rosa from Los Angeles she was like a UCB kid with all of us and like watching now her be this like computer in your movie like that is so insane to me like how does that process come together do you was that always to sort of digitize her you know Jim was going to do this back in 2005 when he showed me his script and his artwork 
the artwork was so captivating. It was going to be a photoreal manga come to life character with the large eyes. And I thought, God, if he was going to do that in 2005 with the technology as rudimentary as it was back then, that's table stakes for now. So I had to do that. They had to find the, the right actress who could really bring it to life and act through that CG. And if you know Rosa, then you know she's 100% coming through the computer-generated imagery. I mean, it really sets a new bar because she's so warm and, and, and inspirational and relatable and feels more human than human. You know, the eyes are the window of the soul. Those are some big eyes. And she, yes, she looks so well through it that she feels like you forget that she's not human it's a very cool effect we are uh, speaking with director robert rodriguez about his film alita battle angel in theaters everywhere thursday for valentine's day forgive me if this is a dumb question robert but we've seen so many advances in filmmaking technology and you look at the pixar movies and how believable and realistic they are are we near a point you think where you won't have to use actors and you can just make a movie that looks like real people in real situations and none of them were ever existing or filmed. I mean, if you were making a movie about robots, I think you'd get away with that. <laughs> but, you know, this, is, this, is, this is so powered by the actor. It's kind of like the, the, the new version of prosthetics. An actor can play a role they normally couldn't play. Like Jackie Earl Haley is 5'5", five five, and he's playing this 10-foot creature that goes up against, you know, Alita. Um, and it just gives you, it's like not having to wear prosthetics and you can play any part. You need the actor to drive it, though. I mean, you would not be, you would not feel so, you know, close to the Alita character or, incur, you know, just inspired by her um, if she was just played by a computer. I mean, it's the humanity that's coming through that really does the mind trick on you. Wow, you're really hung up on humans, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know we haven't opened yet here in America, but you must be very encouraged how people were raving on it and making big money already in UK where you opened last weekend. Yeah, I know. It's exciting to see. It's a definitely, um, my, my movies that I normally make aren't like always world players, but Jim's are. His movies play all around the world. He knows how to tap into the themes and the universal truths that just, get people going all over the world. He just makes them at that level. That's really what I wanted to learn from him. It's pretty amazing. Now, Robert, you don't know this about Bean, but Bean doesn't leave the house often. And I'm thinking this is a movie he's not going to want to watch on his iPad when it's released then. This is a movie you need to see in the theater, right? You have to see it in the theater. On the biggest screen you can find, you'll find that it's also like the best 3D you've seen since Avatar. It's the same oh. team oh, wow. working on it because... A lot of those movies, most of them, 99% are just converted these things. It was actually shot real live 3D on the set, the way Jim and I have always you know, wanted to do with them. And it's really eye-popping. And the visuals are, you know, what makes a great movie is the mix of truth and spectacle. This has tons of spectacle, but the human truth of it is really what you walk away with. You, you almost can, can see her better because of that. Well, you mentioned Rosie Salazar. I want to make sure people know this cast is stacked. Oscar winner Christoph Waltz, Oscar winner Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly, Oscar winner Marisha Ali, Jackie Earl Haley. I think he was nominated. I mean, it's one great actor after another, and two great filmmakers have been working on this movie for years and years and years in theaters everywhere. This Thursday, it's called Alita Battle Angel. Very excited to see it. And it's been too long since we had you on, Robert. Come by uh, and see us sometime, I know. right? I'm going to come by. I have to come by. Robert, when you, when you make Machete Kills and space. That's what I want you, to you, We need you to sit in for an entire week. Seriously. So keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Get to it. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, Robert. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock.
Guys, I have a uh, serious uh, topic to broach. I don't usually like to get too deep into this uh, emotional stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. you also don't like to get political, and here you go. I, I don't. I don't, but I got a lot of feelings on this, and we need to talk about it. Uh, has it happened to you where you've had somebody who's been in your life that has been <laughs> you've been close to, they've been a friend, mm-hmm. and then you just... You grow apart in a way that they maybe it maybe it's political, maybe it's a social issue. Like right. for instance, Jensen, could mm-hmm. you be friends with if you found out somebody in your circle of friends was an anti-vaxer? Is that somebody you could stay friends with? No, that is not a deal breaker, right? Yeah, because then I, I'm having a kid, and then I'm nervous to bring them around that mm-hmm. person. A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, Allie, if you had a friend that uh, you get together a couple times a year, and then you realize one day at lunch that he or she is a racist. Is that person now in your life, or is that person, is it bye-bye time? Do they pay for lunch, or? <laughs> of course not, Bean. You say goodbye. You don't be, you're not friends with a racist, right? No. You know what that, okay, well, this is the problem that I'm having that I need you guys to help me with. Okay. My good friend, uh, not radio friend, but actual real-life friend, mm-hmm. Russ Leatherman, sure. who we all have known and loved for years. He was Mr. Movie Phone, mm-hmm. then he was the movie man, he's the six-second reviews, reviews guy. He's one of the very few people that I follow on social media. And yesterday, he responded to a tweet from a, uh, a, a, a account called Better Food Daily. They were they were hyping some sort of cashew. And he said, I never met a nut I didn't like. Actually, not true. Walnuts suck are yeah. the words that he put down mm-hmm. on his Twitter account that went through me like a knife. Oh, right. changed you. Jeez. Walnuts yeah. suck, Russ? That's... That's what he put out there for the world to see. Like, he's got a family, you know, and he's going to say that on the Internet. <laughs> it lives forever. It does live forever. That's not going to be something that he could just pretend didn't happen or mm-hmm. gloss over and think, it, hey, that wasn't important. He said walnuts suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wrote to him and I said, you're coming at walnuts when Brazil nuts still exist? Sad. <laughs> he wrote back and said that walnuts are the ruiner mm-hmm. of all cookies and breads. And don't even get me started on putting them in salads. Walnuts are one of the three or four best things you could ever put into a salad. Bean. No. What is wrong with this guy? Russ Leatherman 2020. Yeah, he's I mean, He's you, right. You're he's not, right. You're not finding uh, you, a choir here. What we, is not happening with you. here? Walnuts taste like hot dirt. I have to cut all of you out of you my do. life? You do. You do. And before we go to Mr. Leatherman, I said to him that Bean will rue the day he brought up this discussion. <laughs> and he said he has no idea what he's up against. I know my nuts. All right. Let's uh, I need that tape, uh, Chip, if you don't mind. <laughs> if I've already Let's marked go it. to my, uh, <laughs> my former friend. We used to be close, but now I've got to change my phone number. Russ Leatherman is on the phone. Hey, Adolf Hitler, how are you? <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> what's up, lesbian? <laughs> Russ, I, this is what's going to tear us apart after all of these years. How, how are you coming at Walnuts? Well, first of all, let me just say I'm very excited because I get an email from Dave. And I'm thinking, I see the email and I'm thinking, oh, so Kevin wants to talk about Alita Battle Angel. Or Allie wants to talk about Isn't It Romantic, right? Like, it's time to talk about movies again. And Dave's like, nope. Nuts. <laughs> Let's talk about nuts. It's nut talk time. And I'm yes. thinking, have we each reached the end of radio? Kind of like you get to the end of the internet and then it's over. This is um, the end of radio. That's been true for this show for a number of years, actually, Russ. It's a miracle we're still on the air. All right. I see that you're trying to divert attention from your awful, <laughs> awful opinion. But why? how did it happen that you typed the words walnuts suck yesterday? And do you already regret it? And do you, did you agree to come on as an apology? 
<laughs> no, not, none of that. First of all, I do know my nuts, right? And, and I love nuts because I believe that, that many nuts belong on many food items. For example, you have some, some pod thai, right? You go with the extra peanuts. Mm-hmm. Now, some would argue that peanuts, not actually a nut, a legume, but they are a fantastic <laughs> food. When we get too technical, are we too uh, deep? No, no, no. no I think the excitement going. in you saying it was was. And, by the way, that's a that's a fair point. But I think for most of us, we consider peanuts part of the nut family, yes. even though technically they're not. I think most of us would consider that a nut. Yeah, but, wa- but walnuts and pecans, right? They're the same god awful sort of nut. Oh, yeah. they don't they don't belong in any. They are the ruiner of breads. Bring me a nice banana bread. You put a nut in it, I'm just not getting close to the bread. I'm not, I'm not buying a banana nut muffin if it doesn't have walnuts on the top of it. That's what makes it a special treat. <laughs> it, makes it is. It's and disgusting. I didn't, and wal- know, I didn't and, know we were going to get so controversial this morning. And walnuts in a salad, Russ, it's a, a phenomenal accoutrement. <laughs> Unless they're candied walnuts. And even then I say that's just candy over hot dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's candy over hot dirt. Yeah. Oh now gosh. you now I think I, I think you tried to come somebody came back with Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts the, are easily the worst nut. Easily. A hazelnut. What's the difference between a Brazil nut and a hazelnut? They're both white mealy sort of it's a mushy nut is what it is yeah i put both of them at the bottom of the list i i agree with you that they're terrible nuts but this is what i'm saying you can't say that walnuts suck and not first i mean are you, you saying are not that- going to find a walnut lover you 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 can look high and low i am coast a walnut lover you're the only one <laughs> russ in your opinion because we're going to we're going to track this and we're going to invite some calls at 1-800-520-1068 and if you had to come up with your list of the best nuts, say top five, what would what would they be? What's the best nut to start with? Well, I do believe you can put a peanut on almost any food item, um, except even in a cookie, no peanuts, right? Like in a cookie okay. or a bread, no no peanuts. I love me some cashews. Yeah! Cashews. Yeah! Wait, Everyone loves oh. cashews. Okay. 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 Love those. Uh, pine nuts. I'm a I'm a fan of. They're on oh, cashews. Yeah. Pistachios. They're on my well, hold on a second. Before you mm-hmm. move on, would pine nuts ever be something that you would eat by themselves, or do they only work as an accessory? Oh, I eat them by themselves by the handful. Really? Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I never heard of that before. I'm just okay, saying, so- Russ and I know our nuts. Yeah, so you're saying pine nuts <laughs> top five, though. Mm-hmm. Any love for almonds? I got what it. What are nuts? I got, I got wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. wait, yeah, wait thank you, Russ. Wait. Go, go, go. Any love for what? Exactly. Almonds. Almonds, you dick. I do enjoy the Almond Brothers, yes. Is that Why what? are you saying almonds? I sing almonds. I've been a fan of the Almond Brothers forever. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy Hellman mayonnaise also. All right. I'll, uh, I'll hey, say almonds. nut cheese. <laughs> I'll say almonds. All right. How about almonds? Any love for almonds? <laughs> no. No. Well, yes, Bean, we like the almond. And and we like to eat them, and we like them when they're coated with stuff. Okay. Uh, and a handful of almonds every day keep you pooping straight. So they're <laughs> so that's good. Can I give you my top five real quick? Yeah, please. I, last Jesse. night I and then we'll go to then we'll go to some calls in the next second. I go stayed ahead. up for hours. My top five: cashews number one, pistachios mm-hmm. number two, mm-hmm. peanuts three, four almonds, five macadamias. 
Okay. Oh, see, now macadamia is, I got no room for uh, at all. Macadamia is uh, number one on for my you? list. Yes, Whoa. number one. Number one, followed by pistachio, pine nuts, are corn nuts nuts? <laughs> I don't think corn nuts count. I don't think they're real nuts. What about D's? <laughs> oh, D's nuts, I think we can all okay. agree on. That's my top five. That's ceremonial number one. All right, so we're going to take your calls. All the phones are already ringing off the hook, by the way, at 1-800-520-1067. it's like Apple Talk times two. It is. We're going to take some calls, and we're going to try to sort this thing out and find out what the real top five list is. But, Russ, I'm going to give you one last time. One last opportunity to apologize for smearing walnuts if you want to remain friends with me. I may smear walnuts, but it's not going to be because we're friends. <laughs> Wait, that <laughs> took a real turn. Hold on. I'm thinking about that sounded messy. Okay. All right, Russ. Uh, love you. Thank you for coming on. We'll talk again soon. Uh, hashtag nut cheese. Let's go. Okay. Bye-bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Uh, Trey writes in, Team Walnut all the way, number two behind pecans, he says. Any thoughts? No, that's not a true statement. Kelly writes, hashtag walnut lover, never thought I'd say this, but I am Team Bean. Because walnuts are awesome, you guys, and you're all wrong. We're going to get to to your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Let's take one ahead of the chili peppers. Let's make it Dan Line 3, please. Pico Rivera. Dan, what say you? It's nut talk on the Kevin and Bean Show. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so I, that's the first time for that. Um, so uh, my number one is cashews. Even though everything we're talking about so far aren't really nuts. Cashews are accessory fruits. Uh, walnuts are droops. Um, but I got to go cashew. Beat it, nerd. Beat <laughs> <laughs> it, nerd, indeed. Look, in all practical purposes, a cashew is a nut, right? It may not be yes. classified that way by science, but mm-hmm. when you go out for nuts... Ca- cashews is something that you you buy and enjoy, right? Oh, it's the best too. Because otherwise, yeah, then, otherwise we start. It's technically what, like a seed or something, right? So now we're going to get into like sunflower seeds and stuff like that. What? That just mucks. That just mucks everything. Up. Hold on, Dan. You said that walnuts are what? A droop. A droop. Yeah. That says it right there, right? Droopy nuts. Who wants <laughs> droopy nuts, Dan? Right. <laughs> All right. We know, appreciate appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling. Hey, the older you get, the droopier they get, too. I'm warning you now. Casey, who uh, I thought I was friends with, is the uh, finger-on-the-button lady here at the mm-hmm. Kevin and Bean Show. My top five nuts are regarding our current Kevin and Bean topic. Number one, Marcona almonds. What are those? <laughs> so what are, what's specific. a Marcona almond? Wow, I don't, it's an almond that's good at radio? Created radio. (laughs) Then she has number two almonds. So her two, her top twos are both almonds. All right, number three macadamia nuts. Nice. Number four walnuts. Right on. Number five Brazil nuts. The worst nut. She says cashews, pistachios, pecans, and hazelnuts can all die. Okay, pistachios should live forever in our hearts. She is all over the map there with that, isn't she? Those are a lot of hot takes. Uh, Garrett writes in, walnuts are the worst. Why would I eat a nut with paper film on it? I'd rather my kid punch me in my nuts than eat walnuts. Amen. Amen. Worst protein ever. Burn all the walnut farms. Rachel, (laughs) mostly walnuts and pecans. Almonds are trash. So a lot of people have a lot of opinions on this. Can I read you my favorite tweet? Yeah. All caps with the clapping hand in between from Liseth. Oriana. Mm-hmm. Cashews are seeds. They give us one of the most wonderful fruits in the world. Your other faves could never. <laughs> so 
<laughs> she is Team Cashew. All right. Let's get right back to your calls. 1-800-520-1067. Let's start with, uh, give me Shadi, please. Line six. She's in Glendale. She's actually going to, she says there's a reason why some people hate walnuts. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Shadi. Welcome to the program. What do you have to say about walnuts, which is one of my very favorite nuts? So... I learned that people who don't like walnuts might have a genetic predisposition not to. Well, there's definitely something wrong with them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they're basically deformed. Um, Those people might also not not like cilantro. So it's the same chemical compound. I I hate cilantro. I hate cilantro. (laughs) Oh, my God. My most hated food. It mine, too. Wait, is this serious, Shadi? Yeah, so I'm sorry there's something wrong with you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> so it really could it could be that we are describing a different taste sensation. Those of us who love walnuts is not the same taste that they're getting if they've got that genetic uh, malfunction. That's interesting. Yeah, is it also why I'm so hairy, eat. shoddy? <laughs> <laughs> and Allie as well, by the way, so while we're being hairy. honest here. So hairy. <laughs> um, are you some sort of like scientist or something, shoddy? Because that's, very, that's very, very smart uh, material there. I just waste a lot of time on the internet, guys. Okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we go with Alfonso? He's line eight up next on the Kevin Amin Show. Is he calling from Walnut? (gasps) Whoa. This has turned into inception here. I'm, I'm actually just, on my way to work right now. Do you work in Cashew? <laughs> this this no, just I got too real. Walnut, Walnut, California. Okay. All We're right. actually known for our California black walnuts. Well, then God and bless my, you. <laughs> and my personal opinion, I don't like walnuts. But I love cilantro. So see, oh, I don't know if I agree oh. with Shadi's theory okay. there. Okay. So All I, right. But what's your, what's your favorite what What's your favorite nut? My favorite nut and the only one I eat, almonds. Yay! <laughs> I love I don't I eat love macadamias. Almonds. I don't eat pecans. I don't eat. I mean, I used to eat pecans, like, uh, not pecans, peanuts, mm-hmm. uh, like at baseball games and stuff, uh-huh. but they gave me the runs. So, oh, wow. Okay. A lot of, <laughs> lot of info there. Yeah. Alfonso. Hey guys, Alfonso so... from Walnut gets the runs. <laughs> we know a lot about him. <laughs> we are learning an awful lot today on many <sighs> topics. Yeah. All right, so between Shadi and Alfonso, I'm more confused than ever before. All right, here's my top five nuts, you guys. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you that cashews are the best, but uh, only salted cashews. And this is an important distinction for me because I do eat a lot of nuts unsalted because I don't need all that salt. You know what I mean? And cashews unsalted, not great. No, they're not great. They taste a little like leather. Yeah. yeah but not having, great. having salt on them is good. Uh, number two, uh, pistachios. Sure. Yeah. Number three, walnuts. Number four, peanuts. Yeah. All right. Number five, almond. Yeah. That's my list. I got no room for your fancy macadamia nuts. I'm sorry. So I don't think we're that far. I think, Allie, I think you and I can still be friends. Okay. I think. All right. Jensen, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let you go. Well, uh, I'm sure a lot of trolls will enjoy that. (laughs) We had a good run, Jensen. Yeah. (laughs) It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. I think we're going to have to put our nut animosity behind us and so we can move on, I think, to some other topics. I don't know. Do I have but to still stay in this cage, though? <laughs> I'm afraid you do. It's so tight in here. Um, we do have tickets for Vampire Weekend on this morning's program in about an hour from right now. You can see them at the Hollywood Bowl October 2nd. Plus, you qualify to see them again at the Mad Cool Festival, which is in Madrid, Spain. Mm. Four-night hotel stay 
round trip airfare. It's K Rock Wheels Up 2019 Destination Number Five Vampire Weekend in Spain. 9 a.m., noon, 3, 6, and 9 p.m. for your chance to win details at krock.com. All right, Allie, you are up with another look at what's happening here on this Tuesday. Listen, I don't mean to revisit uh, Nut Talk, but we have to just for this because Russ Leatherman messaged me and said, if you don't bring this up, I will. So, Better Food Daily tweeted out yesterday, or uh, February 5th, which nut butter do you choose? Peanut butter versus almond butter? Bean, would you like to tell us what your response to that tweet was? Um, I don't think I recall anything oh, specific I'll about read it. That. It doesn't sound like something I would be... I'll read it. Bean here. If I have to choose one nut butter, I'm going with Zac Efron's. Wait, what? Bean, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> that Luck. was at 3.39 p.m. yesterday. No sleep, Bean, continued on into the afternoon. What would you ever do with that much meat? Look, a boy can dream, can't he? That's all I'm I saying. Mean, I mean, what is wrong with you? Sweet Zach. What is right with sweet Zach? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we saw John Mayer during his surprise appearance Sunday night on the Grammys. He was up there with Alicia Keys. They did a cute little story about their Grammy that he won. He thought she should have won it, so they split it in half. Adorable story. Well, after that, John went home. He did an impromptu episode of his Instagram live show, which is called Current Mood, where it appeared he was sporting a fresh new haircut. Here's the thing. Uh, John saw some pictures of him from on stage at the Grammys and decided, I need to get a haircut right now on my way home from the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you might be aware that I've got my haircut since I last saw you in between the Grammys and now. I got my haircut because I looked back at a picture from the Grammys and I said, that won't do. I need another haircut, <laughs> which makes this the most ballerous thing I've ever done. I use the Grammy Awards telecast. As a mirror. <laughs> That's fantastic. He um, saw himself and was like, nope, got to get this cut. First of all, he's hilarious on social media and always has been. But second of all, how does one find a place to get your haircut on a Sunday night at like 830? I, I believe the haircut came to him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That is baller. Yeah. You're John Mayer. You're like, I need my haircut. Eight o'clock. I mean, I don't mean over. to give away free ideas here, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm almost a walking Shark Tank because what about an Uber for haircuts? Okay, would you get it cut in the Uber? No, 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 no. Like, they just come to no, you. No, like I don't the, understand. Why couldn't you just drive to your haircut? Why do you need a, a ride? Well, I, I have no, no. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, everyone. I mean the idea of Uber. Uh-huh. So they like a hair cutter comes to your house. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I gotcha. order it mm-hmm. and then they come to my house and cut my hair for me. Oh, they do that. There's mobile nail salons. There's mobile hair cutters. Mobile Why facialists. are you ruining my business? Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a great idea. No one's thought about it. Thank you. So it's like it's the Heal app. Yeah. Heal app. For doctors except it's for hair cutters. Okay. Yeah. That exists? Absolutely. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I spent all the money already. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I am deathly allergic to the smell in nail salons. So I was looking for someone to come to me, and there's everything from, you know, hair, nails, facials, everything. Shut up, Bean. All right. Moving on. I think this is my favorite story out of the Grammys. 
God bless her. So Cardi B received a gorgeous floral arrangement in celebration of her huge night at Sunday, Sunday's Grammy Awards. Um, but she might be a little bit confused as to who sent it. In a sense-deleted video on Instagram, which, by the way, her whole Instagram is now gone, um, she tweeted or said in the story, thank you, Tom Petty, for the flowers and the beautiful note. Ooh. I left the room, but the flowers were very big. I want to say thank you very much. Such a beautiful note. Mother effers love me, bro. Here's here's where the confusion likely started because on the I card, I feel like we have some bad news for Cardi B. Yeah, that, Tom well, Petty doesn't send flowers; so he sends chocolates, right? N- uh, Tom Petty passed away what? Uh, in October. That of, and app in uh, one segment. Yes, October of 2017. What? No, I know. no, it's true. Here's where she might have been confused um, because on the card were lyrics from uh, 1996 Tom Petty song. And it said, you've got a big heart, so big it could crush this town. And then the quote was attributed to Tom Petty. So she might have just looked at it and thought, well, this dude Tom Petty sent me the nicest flowers. And let's be honest, not everyone knows who Tom Petty is. So, no, I'm trying to. I mean, that's possible, certainly. Did she figure out who the flowers are from or we don't know? We don't know. Look, there were a lot of people. We talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people on social media who had no idea who Casey Musgraves was. Yeah, they just are up. You know, they're running in different circles. So it's possible she's heard of Tom Petty, but doesn't know anything about him. Or mm-hmm. she's only heard "Free Fallen." Yeah, she yeah. Wouldn't, maybe, but she may not keep track of who's right. alive and dead in the classic rock world. And yeah. I love that being even equated Tom Petty with Casey Musgraves. That's no, not but what I'm she just, loves her. No, that's not what I'm she saying. She is uh, a Tom Petty. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying saying that if you're in your lane Mm -hmm. when it comes to music that you listen to and pay attention to, it's it's very possible. What he's saying is Uh if the Traveling Wilbury started today, it would be Casey Musgraves, Taylor Swift, Uh Roy (laughs) Orbs, nope, Ariana Grande. Uh, who else would be in your traveling Wilburys? Z- uh, Zach Efron. Sure. <laughs> I don't have a traveling Wilburys. That wasn't my point. I'm just giving Cardi. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Cardi B's dumb because she doesn't know that Tom Petty is dead. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's just Agreed. not in her universe. You're saying that like a lot of people would be like, I don't know who Elvis is, but Brandy Carlisle, I do. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a funny story, you guys. Remember Nut Talk? I that do. Was, that was fun. I found the, I, by the way, I found the app online. It's called Shortcut. I'm bummed. All right. Did she delete her Instagram because, and I hope this isn't true, because mm-hmm. there were so many people mad at her yes. for winning yeah. the Grammy? Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, she, she wound up doing a video saying that it's just BS. Last year you were all mad because I didn't win for uh, Bodak Yellow? Black? Bodak what? Bodak. Bodak Yellow. Yeah, yeah Bodak that Yellow. one. Um, and she was saying, it's just BS. You were mad last year, but now this year I don't deserve it. Blah, blah, blah. So she deleted it. Trust me, her Instagram will be back within a day. Okay. I hope so. Don't let them silence you. Don't let them silence you, Cardi B. Mm-hmm. We need more gems, like thinking flowers came from Tom Petty. Yeah. Some birthdays for you. Josh Brolin, Michael McDonald. Right? Remember what's happening? Reason. That's my Michael McDonald. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> Listening to Kevin and Bean. That's nowhere near Michael McDonald. I want you to do move that bus. 
Which doobie you be? None of them is what I'm saying. Awful. Awful. Gucci Mane, Mike Posner, and Arsenio Hall. All right. Hey, great to see you again. Welcome back, man. It's a pleasure, man. Y'all keep rocking, okay? Thank you. Arsenio Arsenio Hall, folks. The people love him. And that's (laughs) what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Allie. Something came out of Celebrity Big Brother mm-hmm. that is actually worth talking about. I never thought I would say that because we mostly just ignore that her- right. horrible show. Right. But apparently it's a, they, they kind of made some news this week. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina, is on the show competing on season two of Celebrity Big Brother. Is she and, a celebrity? Um, I'll give it to her. Okay. She's related to one who used to be a celebrity, but does that make her a celebrity? I mean, in the Celebrity Big Brother world, the bar is very low. Okay. So she's on, and she opened up to her housemates about her, well, unique relationship with a special someone. She said to her housemates, I can't wait to tell you about this guy. I've been talking to him for five years, like every day, a lot. I feel like I know him. She then goes on to explain that she has yet to meet him because he lives... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, he lives in San Francisco real far, and he's taking care of his mother, and by the way, you guys, he doesn't have a phone that can do FaceTiming to video chat. So for five years, five she's been talking to years. this guy, and they've never seen each other face-to-face, let alone on a FaceTime this face-to-face. This sucks, too, because I've always considered Dina Lohan very smart. <laughs> and this feels as if she's being bamboozled. Yes. Yeah. So Ali, her housemates it, obviously are like, dude, you're being catfish. What are you doing? A hundred percent. And Tamar Braxton even offered to go with her to San Francisco to finally meet the man of, of her dreams. It's insane, you guys. If you had told me this had been going on not even for five months. If mm-hmm. this had been going on for five weeks yeah. and right. they were talking every day and right. had not FaceTimed or Skyped, right. I would find it hard to believe. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, agree. there are people on that catfish show who think they're talking to, like, Usher. You know what right. I mean? Like, th- these people are stupid yeah. and dumb, and they get they basically get what they ask for, really. Right, but Dina Lohan has been around show business, and she's been around, I mean, she's 50-something years old. I feel like she should not be falling for this. And if I'm reading these quotes correctly, there's no doubt in her mind that this is a real relationship. Mm -hmm. And she even says that she will marry this guy. Yep. She said, he's real. I swear. It's crazy. But I'm going to marry him. It's really true. I talked to his ma. Okay. Or you talk to some lady or him Mm -hmm. with putting a voice on. It's just the fact that she hasn't even seen him on FaceTime is insane to me. I mean, this does, is a woman who gave career advice to her daughter, too. Very does, true. Very true. Does, does it say anywhere whether he has a Facebook page? Like, does she even know what he looks like? Or is he just somebody who just doesn't use computers at all and that's his, his way out? Uh, it doesn't say because I do not watch Celebrity Big Brother to uh, get of to course. the bottom of this. Yeah, I mean, of that's course. good but for you. I would assume, wouldn't you assume she's at least seen a picture of him? Or a After picture five of whoever years? he, he <laughs> yes. decided to send. It's it's cuckoo. It's cuckoo, you guys. I think this might be an area where we have some listeners with some experience. Yeah. Where you were involved in a uh, an internet relationship, and it went a long time mm-hmm. before you either FaceTimed mm-hmm. or met in person. Yeah. And I would be very interested to hear your story on how it turned out. And uh, the number is 1-800-520-1067. 
and how much of what was said in those pre-meeting conversations turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. But also, like, how long did you go? Yeah. This five years. That's like, I could imagine amount. someone, like, staying on the hook for a little bit mm-hmm. and just saying, like, oh, I believe it, you know, or maybe I don't believe it, but I'm willing to play this out. Five years. Yeah. They've seen an Olympics together. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, they've uh, lived through two presidential administrations. Yeah. This five is years. Long. Yeah. How, what, how long, I mean, Allie, uh, mm-hmm. you're single. When if you if you had a friend in another city that mm-hmm. was starting to turn into what you thought was, hey, we're kind of dating mm-hmm. right now, even though we haven't. How long would you go before you made some sort of plans to get together? I can answer that question because okay. this happened with a gentleman that lived in the UK, and we we started talking. Then it it got to us talking, texting every day, then calling every day, and then it, I mean, give it three weeks tops before you're FaceTiming. And then if you're talking every day and you don't have plans to see each other within three months, mm-hmm. you're never meeting that person. No, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Granted, you got great conversation, great chats. You meet that person. There's no sexual chemistry. What a waste of six months. <laughs> oh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, three months sounds yeah. about on the outside of when yeah. you get... And by the way, I would say... Less time for somebody who lives in Los Angeles dating oh. somebody who lives in San Francisco. One hundred. At least you had schedules to worry about. But with how, him having a job and you having a job. We're not. Come, to we're, we're not even thinking about 2019, guys. I wouldn't let when I was single. If I was talking to someone that I had never seen, I would not let three weeks go by without a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's the end of the deal. After yeah. that, you're not talking to them anymore. You think something's wrong? Right. Something's up. Something's going on. They, they're homeless. They li- or they live in their car. They're married. They're married. Right. I don't know why homeless was first for me. <laughs> Not sure either. Um, they're using a voice box, and it's really a guy, your neighbor. Yeah. What? It's really weird that Dina Lohan would bring this up in Celebrity Big Brother. Although, granted, you have twenty four hours a day to hang out with these people and nothing else to right. do. Yeah, I mean, if she, she thinks she's dating, I'm five years. She yeah. thinks she'll marry him. Yeah, she thinks this is her boyfriend. Yeah, but she had to know that there would be pushback on that, right? She had to know that most people were not going to look at that as normal or or, po- or although, possible. No, you know, right? she's convinced herself that it's normal. So why wouldn't others? Although, honestly, I, I have seen interviews with Michael Lohan, and I would rather date a fake person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't have a pedigree that doesn't allow for catfishing. Yeah. All right, so this is what we're looking for. You guys met on the internet, and it developed into texts and phone calls, but you didn't FaceTime, or you didn't meet him or her. That's what we're looking for here. How long could something like this go on? I don't think we're going to find anybody five years in, mm-hmm. like Dina Lohan here. But we want to hear your story. How long did it take before you guys finally saw each other? How long did it take before you guys finally met each other? And did it work out? Did everything that you heard happen to be true? That's what I'm interested in. 1-800-520-1067. Quick break. Your call's next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. How long are you in a so-called relationship that is only email, text, or talking on the phone before you start to realize, hey, maybe I mean catfish. There's a reason I'm not seeing this person on FaceTime. There's a reason I'm not meeting this person in person. That's what we're talking about at 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with Leanne? She's in HB. Sounds like she went through this not that long ago. Hey, Leanne, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Hi, yeah, it it was actually like I'm 35, so it was when I was 18, and it was on AOL back. Oh, way it, back in the day. It had well, technology has changed a lot. There were some there were some impediments to seeing people back then. 
Yeah, it was a little more difficult. No FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how so long did you guys chat before you saw pictures. each other? Um, it was a few months, and I was 16. She was 18, and I just I wasn't out yet, um, and I was kind of trying to figure myself out. And mm-hmm. uh, Which I feel like AOL yeah, was so perfect for. AOL. It was. Yes. It was. And so um, she lived in England, and I lived here in California, and she finally made the trip out, and she was not the girl in the pictures. <gasps> oh, no. No. So obviously, yeah, obviously, you were like, "Please get away! You're a liar!" You were like, "I don't want you in my life," right? Oh, it was horrible. I was really no. I mean, I yes, I thought all those things, but when you're 16, you're way nicer than you are when you're 35. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you basically I, just I said you said thank it. you, you said thank you, it's fine, and then you just left. No, I. Uh, They're still dating. Vegas with me. And you went, hold on, you went I to let her. I let her hit it. Look, I know that our relationship is built on a lie, but go ahead and take some. Oh, I love her. (laughs) Leanne, you're awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Dina Lohan on Celebrity Big Brother believes very strongly that she is in love with a man that she has been talking to on the phone for five years and that they are going to get married one day, yet they haven't met. Now, he lives all the way up in San Francisco, and she lives in L.A., <laughs> so that's an hour flight. It's so It's, it's understandable why mm-hmm. in five years they haven't met. Yeah. We say catfishing, but she believes. So we're taking your calls of long-distance relationships or relationships where you guys didn't meet or see each other for a long time. And I think Monica is the call we've been waiting for. She's in L.A. She's on line four. Monica, thank you for calling and holding on. What's going on? Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> So Sorry, what happened? No, no, don't, don't be worry. nervous. We're all you, friends here. You are among friends, absolutely. So how did you how did you meet this young man or woman? Um, I met him on Facebook. Okay. Um, we you, were part get... of. Um, I'm sorry. We were part of a Dodger group. We were we're big Dodger fans, mm-hmm. and um, he's a Dodger fan. And we started talking back in 2012 as friends, strictly as friends, and that lasted about a year, and then. After that year, we started getting more, you know, flirtatious and, you know, it became something more. We mm-hmm. um, we developed feelings for each other. And he and lived in, in Southern California just like you? Yes, he did. He lived in Orange County and I lived in, Los, in L.A. County. Okay. Seems, seems like a manageable distance to get together, but go on. Yes. Um, well, the reason we didn't meet, well, I didn't really want to meet him right away was because I was, I wasn't in a relationship, but I was currently living with the father of my kids. Yeah, it was complicated. Okay. Yeah, it was a complicated. And he thought he was being catfish because he kept asking me, he wanted to meet me and he wanted to meet me and I kept, um, you know, avoiding it. Right. Gotcha. So finally, after two years... We decided that we were going to meet at a Dodger game, and we met. And um, we kept, and he was everything I, everything I ever wanted. <laughs> I guess I was everything he ever wanted too, because um, we're together now, and I'm currently five months pregnant with his hey! baby. Aww. Yay! But so he'll he'll wait two years to meet you, but he won't marry you. Um, we're supposed to get married next year. Okay. Monica. Wow. Monica. 
You waited, you know, two years to meet. How long did you wait to let him put it in? Um, it was after the game. Think, no, okay. no, no. It, 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 it was. It could have happened, but no. <laughs> I think um, I waited about five more months. Months? Wow, you are the yeah. most patient what? person in the world. He is. This is a really good relationship. I kind of love it. These two, I yeah. ship. Yeah, you guys you guys are going to stay together. I feel good about like it as it. well, Monica. Thank you very much for the call and sharing your story. We appreciate it. All right, let's try uh, Stephen Long Beach, shall we say, line one, up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Stephen, you heard Monica's story. What's going on with you? Uh, well, back in uh, 1996, uh, AOL times, I, I heard that other caller mention AOL, and I thought, well, I'll go ahead and tell my story. Uh, met a girl in a chat room. Uh, we hit it off just talking, and... Um, we uh, ended up after three. We didn't meet. Um, it took quite a while to meet. After about three years, we uh, wow. finally met. She lived on the East Coast in Connecticut, and um, it was great. But the, the kicker of it was is she ended up being a lot younger than what she had originally told me. Uh-oh. Was oh. Chris Hansen there? <laughs> um, how much younger? She said she was 30 and she was 22. I'm still listening. But if it's something weirder than that, what happened? Well, here's the deal. Okay, so when we first met, I was 26. She told me she was 23. When we first started talking, excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh, I was 26 and 96. She told me she was 23. We didn't meet until 1999. And I was then 29, and when we met, it actually came out that she had turned 18 six months prior. (gasps) Damn, son, where'd you find this? Wow. (laughs) You were talking to a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. and you know, back then, you know, you send a picture and you don't really... I mean, you know, we were talking in the '90s. It wasn't there wasn't FaceTime, you know, and all that. Yeah. You, know, you send a picture, and they're they're kind of blurry. Whatever you you know, she did her makeup up and everything. I mean, you know, it was it, believable, and you know, she was very mature for her age and in, in, in our talking and our conversation. It's not his fault. Um, but I mean, you know it's what, not his guys, fault, though, right? No. I mean, she misrepresented yeah, herself. Yeah. But what? So what happened though when you guys finally did meet? Somebody flew to somebody, and you realized the age difference was so great. What happened? Yeah, yeah, well, we had a great weekend, um, and, you know, I mean, we, we hit it off, and, um, well, okay, things still did happen. She was legal, okay, um, but um, we hit it off, and we had a great weekend, uh, but we realized with the age difference, obviously, she wasn't moving here, and I wasn't going to be moving there, um, but I will tell you this, guys, she's married, got two kids now, and she and I are still the best of friends. Okay, oh, that's great. Nice. Happy yeah, ending. We, Happy ending. We, we, we still talk, and, and she's a great girl. And, and uh, while I was a little upset, I could never falter. I mean, for, for, for the age difference thing, it, it was still, we're, we're still friends. And I've been with my girlfriend now for 10 years. So oh, this right, is so, great. Uh, Maybe Dina Lohan's not doomed. <laughs> you never know. Sounds yeah. like all these stories work out, you guys. We were wrong to judge. Yeah. Thanks for the call. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I think we're going to like these guys, Allie. I think they're our kind of guys. I already do. Mike Tyler, Christopher Wayne, they are the Naked Magicians, you guys. NakedMagicians.com. Getting ready to start a Las Vegas residency starting tomorrow at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino. Let us welcome them to the studios here at K-Rock. And let's hear some of those those sweet and sexy accents, boys. G'day, guys. Good morning. Down under, dingo, kangaroo. (laughs) There it is. 
So you guys have played a lot of shows in America over the years, but why are you kind of moving the act here permanently? Why do you want to live in Las Vegas? We we feel that The Naked Magicians, uh, which is the world's naughtiest, funniest, sexiest magic show, is just like a perfect fit for the strip. Uh, in history, there'd never been a show like ours, and we've taken it all around the world to about 250 cities, I think. Um, but it was time to take it to Sin City. It's like the perfect Las Vegas yeah, show. Yeah, the show is a, an orgy of magic, comedy, and nudity, and it's performed by a couple of Aussies. So what's there not to love about that? Is it a is the show predominantly for ladies and the guys who like guys, or is it for is is the humor directed in that direction, or is it just a general interest show that everybody can enjoy? Yeah, look, as you'd expect with a couple of Aussies getting naked on stage, it is predominantly the female audience, probably seventy five percent. Would you say? Yeah, the yeah, girls not out, a lot of crowd. devil horns that light up in yeah, the audience, penis draws <laughs> a lot of and bachelorette that. parties. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and then the the gay guys as well, which we love. Uh, groups of gay guys coming along too, and surprisingly, we. Get a lot of couples uh, coming to our show when we've done shows here in America in the past. Eh? I, f- I feel that our shows for like anyone because it's not just you know there's a lot of male review shows in Las Vegas that are just like a girls' night out, but I, we like that our show is just for anyone with a cheeky side uh, because it is a comedy show, it's yeah. a magic show, and it's for anyone that's got a little bit of naughty in them, which yeah. I've discovered is most it's a lot people. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, were you guys magicians before you decided to be naked magicians, or were you naked the whole time? Yeah, we were uh, yeah, you know <laughs> doing some interesting yeah. hand signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already yeah. together and naked, and they said, hey, what can we do while we're naked? Let's try magic. So how do we make this not weird? Yeah. 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 We were both full-time magicians. Uh, I was on a kids' TV series doing magic in Chris Australia. Chris was actually the first Australian magician to have his own TV series. Wow. Which is pretty crazy, yeah. Oh, stop it. No, and, don't stop uh, it. I love and it I did, did kids' part? No, I didn't. Um, I, I was doing high-end corporate events, that sort of thing, uh, and we became best mates. We actually met at an event that I was performing at. He came up and said hi, and... I did some magic for his table, and then uh, he was after hitting my show, on you. You know that now, a little right? Bit. He did ask bit. me out for a coffee after that. <laughs> so was that was that an ask out for a date? Was that what that was? Well, I don't know if you've realised, but it's been like seven years, and we're still just friends. <laughs> yeah, it's playing the long game. It's <laughs> it's playing the long game. game. You don't have to keep going on dates with girls. <laughs> but was it like you walked up to him? You're like, I'm the other great looking magician. Like you oh, must have heard of each other. Well, I mean, guy, you're both. Once you're, you're, Thanks, running a, you're running a review show in Vegas where you get naked. I mean, you're clearly better looking than Penn and Teller. Well, we, yeah, we're like show and teller. I guess. Hey. <laughs> Set you up for that. We we both sort of had to up it a bit, like because we were okay. Like, I don't want to stand here and go where the best looking guys. No, we can let them say that. What do you think? Yeah. We still got our clothes on too. And your bodies are oh. They're taking so, it off, yeah. Uh, are we allowed to do that? Jackets, yeah, yeah. Do you guys mind if we take our clothes? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, we, we started exercising and getting mm-hmm. into shape and really really right. turning it up. So okay. I think I think sort of all that stuff came afterwards, didn't it? Making sure we look good. Just by the way, for anyone listening, we're taking mm-hmm. our clothes off yeah. on yeah. air sure. right Shirts now. Yeah. That's yeah. happening. Shirts yeah. off. Great. Okay. Right. Here's Here's a, uh, just so you know, also oh, no. L- Louis Anderson did the same thing when he came in last <laughs> month. So here's a potentially. By the way, yeah, we have had Louis. That's so cool. Here's a potentially dumb question, but is it a lot of magic, especially close-up magic, sleight of hand stuff, involves being able to hide something in your sleeve or something like that. I mean, you're kind of taking away a magician's uh, um, safety valve, I guess. Uh, I being yeah. they're able to hide things in different areas than make <laughs> it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, we actually have a saying in the show that good magicians don't need sleeves and great magicians don't need pants. So we, uh, <laughs> we prove that every uh, night on stage. But look, you know, the nudity itself does give that added misdirection. Uh, people are trying to get a sneaky peek of our uh, magic wands mm-hmm. and that allows us to get away with a little bit more sleight of hand than we maybe otherwise could. So, and both um, you guys made your chest hair disappear. 
which is that too. I had to work a bit harder than Chris. He's just naturally hairy. Yeah, this is my natural. Oh, actually, I got some little sprouts there, but I'm just not a hairy guy. Mike, yeah. is that a twelve pack? What's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, <it's ridiculous. laughs> yeah, the bastard took my six pack and added it to his. It doesn't even look real. I feel like that's CGI'd somehow. I don't. Ali, you want to check it's real or? <laughs> We can do that after it. Okay. We're off there, okay. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, today. Yeah. Hey, um, what kinds of magic tricks do you do? There are so many different. <laughs> I, I, you do card tricks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a card trick in the show, but you, do, you know we don't do that sort of close-up sleight of hand stuff that we, you know, had spent uh, years doing in our own own careers. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's sort of themed around naughty topics. Uh, maybe the celebrity on a bang. We have an escape from straight jackets, but you know, one of us escaped from a glam, glammed up like gay jacket, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a knife throw. There's there's plenty of amazing magic in the uh, in the show. I think every trick in the in the show, because it is a stage show when you see the naked magicians, is um, and it's kind of cool. We get like the Brad Garrett Theatre is a three hundred seat beautiful intimate space. When you think of naked, you think of Brad Garrett. Oh, for That's years. exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. And well, when yeah, he thinks of us now, which is kind of cool when yeah. he when he hears the word naked. We like that. The um, residency starts tomorrow. How long is it scheduled to go for? It's just ongoing. At MGM yeah, just Brands. ongoing. Till further yeah. notice. Yeah, we That's, have like three months of shows already on sale, and then uh, we'll continue that uh-huh. as as we as we go. So. Uh, Tuesdays off. All right. Yeah. What do you, can you do uh, something for us here today? Uh, well, that funny you'd ask because we literally got told we wouldn't be doing any tricks during <laughs> well, the interview. Well, we can do Mike's something. Come prepared, thank God. <laughs> You're not required to, honestly. <laughs> no, 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 let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. I do have a deck of cards in my pocket, so we'll, we'll make something up on the fly. Here we go. Um, so, Jensen, maybe yes. uh, you can help me out here. You can check these are different. We have a deck of cards for anyone uh-huh. listening here. They're all different, yes? Legit. I'm going to get you to choose one out. Don't let me influence you, though. Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. Make sure it's a random uh, selection there. It's going to start like a normal card trick finish very very differently though just grab one for us and i'm going to get you to sign right across the front of your card not the red back you want to sign it on the face Mm -hmm. but rather than signing with your name we want you to sign it with your porn star name yeah Mm. so first uh (laughs) first pet and first street name yeah makes your porn star name so now are um, we facebook living right now ali is that what we're doing facebook live yeah as an example first pet first street mine would be buffy mcbain Mm -hmm. what would what would your porn Uh, star name be it would be heidi santi that's Ooh, where I know you from. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's actually badass. Yeah, a lot yeah. of butt stuff. So, Jensen, you signed the card there? <laughs> Sorry, okay. what? Excellent. Pop it back in there for us. Just say stop. <laughs> Excellent. Pop it back on there. Perfect, perfect. We'll give it a little bit of a, a mix in here just like this. Now, okay. here's the kind of cool part. Whenever you do magic, you should always come prepared, yeah? Mm-hmm. Especially um, in a show like ours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, if you hold that, I've actually got something right here inside my wall, inside the zip compartment. Mm-hmm. Right here is a... Uh, can you guys see what that oh, is? Oh, condom, yeah. Yeah, okay. well, it's a condom wrapper because inside, rather than it being a condom, inside there, I'm just going to carefully tear it open. Can you guys see what that is? No May way. I? Stop Inside right the condom is yeah. a folded up. Oh, my God, that's kind of great. Check it out. Is it folded that up? That is Can you... unbelievable. Oh, I'm going to drop it. Wait. wait. Oh, no. no. Oh, okay. No, no, it's a little slippery. And that's, that's me. That's oh. my journey. Can you unfold that, please? <laughs> oh. And... Uh, <laughs> Show everyone yes or no. Is that your Let me see. science card? That's right. That's my porn name, Brad Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is what I, that's wow. what I wrote. That's unbelievable. I want to see if I could do a Brad Garrett. I, I want you to clean the pool. Is that <laughs> song? His most famous line. <laughs> that was in a condom <laughs> in your wallet. Wow. By the way, that was a great trick. That was that a was great a, trick. And we just made that trip. up. <laughs> Good thing you carry around condoms everywhere. Yeah. 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 It first trick they've ever done. That's what's so right. amazing about that. Wow, you guys. Yeah. Very wow. impressive. Oof. 
Uh, Naked Magicians, Las Vegas residency now and forever. Starting tomorrow at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, MGM Grand Hotel and Casino. You can go to nakedmagicians.com or mgmgrand.com for tickets and more. 21 and up, please. Yeah. Uh, and you just flew out here today just to do a bunch of a bunch of press and let people know in Southern California they need to head to Las Vegas. It's our last day of freedom before we're uh, married to MGM Grand doing shows every single night. So we're out here in L.A. doing press all day. Wonderful. And then we, uh, we fly back tonight and get ready for uh, game day tomorrow. Amazing. I'm telling you, it's a holiday weekend this weekend coming up, you guys. This one might be one to, to plan ahead for. It's, it's uh, time for yeah. Valentine's Day as well. well. No, it's Valentine's A, I realize. Valentine's it's A? Valentine's A, and then we bring the D. Oh, oh, that's, yeah. oh goodness. <laughs> I don't hate it. Well, that's <laughs> no, on that note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Naked Magician. Hey! Thanks, Scott. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. All right, Allie, one final look at what's happening. So we've been hearing a lot about a possible Coming to America sequel for a while now. There's rumored plot details saying maybe it's going to follow the next generation of Prince Akeem. Um, A new writer since 2017, Kenya Barris. And now it looks like we finally have a release date to look forward to. It was announced yesterday. The day is August 7th. And now, a breaking news bulletin. Thank you. The day is August 7th. And now, a breaking news bulletin. The day is August 7th. We interrupt this program to bring you breaking news. August 7th. Live, local, late breaking. The day is August 7th. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Coming to you on August 7th, 2020. What they do. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, how fun. Are you so excited? I'm nervous. Oh. It's one of my I, favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I think I am. It's been so long since I've seen the original. I'm not as excited as I as I should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm also nervous that Eddie Murphy doesn't seem to want to be funny anymore. I think he wants to be funny on his terms. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want people telling him, oh, you need to go back out. You need to go back out on the road, blah, blah, blah. I think he wants to do things when he wants to do it. So if Eddie Murphy wants to do this, it's going to be incredible. Okay. He's also been attached to Beverly Hills Cop, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of things, and they don't come together. So I'm, I'm happy to hear there's a release date. But yeah. he obviously has been, you know, a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a recluse the last few yeah. years. Does he just have so much money he doesn't need to do anything ever? Yeah. He has, I've heard he has yeah. like a compound and just sits around and just lives life, baby. With his ten children? Yeah. Uh, the movie is supposed to be called Coming to the Number Two hmm. America. Huh? Clever. Get it? It's the number two and it's the sequel. So, <laughs> alright. <laughs> Listen. Just reporting here, you guys. Some Oscar news. In a break with tradition, four categories of Oscars are going to be presented during commercial breaks. Those categories are cinematography, film editing, live action short, and makeup and hairstyling. The winning speeches will air later in the broadcast and full presentations will stream live on Oscar.com. Here's the thing. In future years, they're going to kind of have a rotating basis essentially of what ones are not going to be on the telecast so like next year you'll that'll be televised but that sucks for the people who won the last year absolutely yeah yeah did you win in a televised year right yeah 
not good. I want best editing. Oh, really? I didn't see you on the... Yeah, no. That no, was, was the year we weren't on. We all think it's horrible, except for Bean, who I believe said, hates I editors. don't care about your crap. Yeah, hates editors. You might have said craft, I don't but think I, I said that. crap. I don't think I said any of that. I mm-hmm. just said, and this is the constant battle that you're always going to have between honoring the industry that makes the movies and do very important work. Every one of those careers that you mentioned is mm-hmm. essential to make a film. But also trying to balance that with making it a watchable television show. And I see what they're trying to do. I'm on this usurp is what I'm on. They're trying yeah. they're trying to make it not the most boring. The, the middle two hours of the Oscars are always so boring because it's nothing but one of those awards that you don't care about after another. I feel like an asshole. Okay. You You're know really what? struggling with this. I can speak for myself on this one. <laughs> I mean, this is really not going well, your Jensen's way. Jensen's putting a lot of words in my mouth with that button right there. I enjoy but it you, so much. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, look, you can't make a movie without a cinematographer. You mm-hmm. can't. I get that. But we've never heard of you, and we don't want to see you on the TV for four minutes reading a list of names of people we don't know. What would you ever do with that much meat? Okay, you're not helping, Jensen. <laughs> do you want extra sausage? It's just boring, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think you're wrong. But uh, uh, You look forward to those, do you? You look forward uh, editing, to the best yeah. cinematographer? Absolutely. I do. I do look forward Absolutely. to best cinematographer. I look forward to best editing because to me, good editing will make or break a film. You can have the best movie in the world. You have an editor that doesn't know what he's doing. He has now made that, or she has now made that the worst film. Editing is so important. That's who I knew who that's how I knew who Thelma Schoonmaker was, the Martin Scorsese editor. And I, when I went to school, I looked up to her. Well, it's there not like go. they don't still get an Oscar, you guys. They do. Yeah, but they don't, uh, they aren't honored in the same way. Well, they're not on my TV either, so it's a win win. Wow, Bean hates editors and cinematographers. I don't know why. It's really weird. His parents were killed by an editor and a <laughs> oh, cinematographer. It was raining, and then yeah. he had to go home to his butler. <laughs> I love Bean's origin story. You guys, uh, Season 14 of America's Got Talent, what? America? (laughs) Of America's Got Talent has some changes coming. Oh. Yeah. Is this something we're going to need to discuss with Taylor Williamson tomorrow morning? Absolutely. Beat it, Heidi Klum. Beat it, Mel B. Whoa. They are out. Whoa. In Gabrielle Union and Julianne Huff. And who? And who's the third? Uh, Simon. He's And Howie Mandel, right? Oh, Those yeah, four. I guess how he says. But yeah. Simon, I feel like he's just like a chess player and moves people around. It's, he thinks he is by far the biggest star, which at one point he was. But I don't think people tune in for Simon in 2019, do they? I don't think so either. Yeah. No, I don't know. So you're saying beat at Simon and keep Heidi Klum or Melby? I like both of them. Yeah, I too. think they're both very yeah. good on that show. Yeah, agreed. And uh, Terry Crews returning as host. Which I didn't even know he was. Wait, yeah. I thought Tyra Banks was. That's the host. what I thought. No, Terry's been doing it now. I, th- I think this might be his first. This might be his first. Oh, I did see a trailer uh, where he's wearing a leather yellow tuxedo jacket. Okay, and I thought to myself, he's made for this job. I think Tyra yes. has been hosting it the last couple of seasons. Yeah, so I think you, this is. It sounds like you're saying that Terry is now the yeah, new host. I think this is his first season coming up. Oh, and says uh, we'll return as host. Hmm. Here's the thing. I don't watch this crap. Um, Dave um, says that Terry was the host for the uh, America's Got Talent Championship. Got it. Oh, which, got it. Which got I guess it. was the got it. season mm-hmm. they just did where they brought yeah, back a bunch no of previous one, no winners. Makes sense. What? It's very important. Sorry. And guys, Katy Perry, what's happening? So she's a fashion designer as well as being a pop star. First it was Prada, then Gucci. Now Katy Perry is in hot water for selling shoes that evoke racist blackface imagery. 
The shoes in question feature eyes and big red lips that some people are saying resembles minstrel makeup. On a black shoe. On a black shoe. Also on a nude mule as well. But uh, major retailers like Dillard's and Walmart have already decided to pull the offending styles. Who is in charge in these companies that doesn't say, hey, do you think that kind of looks like blackface? You know what, Like, there's no one? It does. It does. But also, someone should have said it's ugly. It is an ugly shoe. Beyond even the racist tone, which it kind of has. But beyond that, it's not worth it because it's a terrible shoe. I mean... I don't know that anybody would have thought of blackface if it hadn't been so much in the news right now. It's just a bad shoe. It's not good. It's an ugly shoe. That's what we're... I'm going to just keep it a bean. Keep it. Keep it a bean indeed. You guys, let's get out of here, right? Okay. I mean, it's been a long day. We nut talk. uh, The two naked dudes with more nut talk. You know what I'm saying? A lot has happened today. You want to know what you should do? Listen to the podcast. He'll get to that in a minute. But first, some birthdays. <laughs> Josh Brolin. He's really running it. Michael McDonald. The Simon Cowell of our show. Aaron Aronofsky. Gucci Mane. Mike Posner. And Arsenio Hall. Allie, why don't you just tell people why they should listen to the podcast? It sounds like you I mean, were, had a good start going. There's a lot of things that you might miss, but a lot of people don't know. We basically have the whole show on a podcast. Just get it wherever your podcast are gotten from. Or, or krock.com. Or krock.com. Slash KB Podcast. Slash KB Podcast. And uh, Honda in no commercial No, I'll take striker. care of that. I got that. I got that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, tomorrow morning on an all-new Kevin and Bean Show, speaking of our friend Taylor Williamson, he will be here. He's going to be devastated that Heidi is not on his TV anymore yeah. because they're very close, as you know. Mm-hmm. Jensen, you're debuting a new feature tomorrow about fast food? That's right. I am very much into fast food news. If any franchise or any of your favorite spots announce something, mm-hmm. I write it down and I let you in on the secret. Ooh. Okay. Uh, somebody, I will not name him or her, is having a problem here in the building that he or she is constantly being bombarded with requests to buy Girl Scout cookies. How do you let down a coworker or friend or neighbor who's trying to get you to pony up some cash for Girl Scout cookies? We'll discuss because it is that time of year again. Uh, also on the program tomorrow, it's your last day before Valentine's Day. And that means there are some things that we are going to urge you to avoid to buy. We have heard stories over the years of, I mean, maybe your wife doesn't need a Roomba. Or maybe she does, but maybe it's not the most romantic gift in the world for February 14th. Or like a gift certificate for a free makeover. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. A gym membership. We understand your intention is good, but it doesn't say sexy time. So we'll talk about that on the program tomorrow. And this is going to be a fascinating interview, and we will take it very seriously. I know we don't very often. A woman is going to come on the program. Nope. A woman is going to come on the program tomorrow who was very nearly one of serial killer Ted Bundy's victims, but she was able to get away. Yeah, way to play that, Jensen. Well, you know, she escaped. I like the announcement of Ted Bundy's big right now. On your drive home today at 5 p.m., listen to Stryker's commercial free for all. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow right here on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.